0: hello dr shushma singh this side let us start topic of chapter 9 peace the topic is the meaning of peace peace is often defined as the absence of war the definition is simple but misleading this is because war is usually equated with the armed conflict between the countries however What happened in Rwanda and Bosnia was not a war of this kind. Yet, it represented a violation or cessation of peace. While every war leads to absence of peace, every absence of peace need not take the form of war. The second step in defining peace would be to see it as absence of violence, conflict of all kinds including war, riots, massacre, assassination or simply physical attack. This definition is clearly better than the earlier one yet it does not take us very far. Violence is often rooted in the very structure of society, social institutions and practices That reinforce entrenched inequalities of caste, class, and gender can also cause injury in subtle and invisible ways. If any challenge is made to these hierarchies by oppressed classes, it may also breed conflict and violence. Structural violence of this kind may produce large-scale evil consequences. Let us look at a few concrete instances of such violence arising from caste hierarchy, class disparity, patriarchy, colonialism and racism, communalism. The first is forms of structural violence the traditional caste system treated certain groups of people as untouchable us per se till it was outlawed by the constitution of independent india the practice of untouchability subjected them to social exclusion and deprivation of the worst sort the country is still struggling to erase the scars and relies of this ugly custom. While a social order based on class appears to be more flexible, it too generates a great deal of inequality and oppression. In the developing countries, a major majority of the laboring classes are confined to the informal sector, where the wages and conditions of work are abysmal. A sizable underclass exists even in the developed countries. Patriarchy entails a form of social organization that results in the systematical subordination of the discrimination against women. Its manifestations include selective abortion of female foteces denial and adequate nourishment and education to the girl child, child marriage, wife battering, dory related crimes, sexual harassment at the workplace, rape and honor killing. The low sex ratio uh, 933 females per 1000 males in India is a poignant index of the revenge of patriarchy Colonism, in the sense of prolonged and direct subjection of, of the people to align rule is now a rare phenomena but the ongoing palestine struggle against israel domination shows that it has not disappeared completely besides the former colonies of european Imperialist countries are yet to recover completely from the forms of manifold exploitation they suffered during the colonial era. Racism and communalism involve the stigmatization and the oppression of an entire racial group or community. Though the notion that humanity can be divided into distinct races is scientifically spurious it has been used to to justify insidious practices such as negro slavery in the united states of america until 1865 the slaughter of jews in hitler's germany and apartheid a policy followed until 1992 by the white controlled governments in south africa which treated the majority black people of the country as second-class citizens racial discriminations still continues covertly in the west and is now often directed against immigrants from the countries in asia africa and latin america Communalism may be seen as the south asian counterpart of racism where the victims tend to be minority religious groups. The psychology and tangible harm suffered by the victims of the violence often creates grievances that persist over generations. Sometimes they may give rise to fresh bounds of conflict when provoked by some incident or even remark. We have examples of long term grievances being harbored by communities against each other in South Asia such as doge streaming from the violence unleashed during the partition of British India in 1947. A just and lasting peace can be attained only by articulating and removing the latent grievances and causes of conflict through a process of dialogue. Hence, the ongoing attempts to resolve problems between India and Pakistan also include promoting increased contact among people in and all walks of life. The next point is eliminating violence. The Constitution of the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization rightly observes since wars begin in the mind of men, it is in the minds of the men that the defenses of peace must be constructed. Several age-old spiritual principles and practices are geared precisely to facilitate of such an endeavor. Modern healing techniques and therapies like psychoanalysis can perform a similar function. However, we have noted that violence does not originate mainly within the individual psyche. It is also rooted in certain social structures. The elimination of structural violence necessitates the creation of a just and democratic society. Peace understood as the harmonious coexistence of contented people would be a product of such a society. It can never, never be achieved once and for all. Peace is not an end state but a process involving an activity pursuit of the moral and material resources needed to establish human welfare in the broadest sense of the term. With this, we come to the close of this lecture. Thanks for listening.